Hey guys, it's Chris from Tap the Craft, and I wanted to say thank you for checking out our show. I also wanted to tell you about our sponsor, Brewer Shirts. At the forefront of the craft beer movement, Brewer Shirts was one of the first to create apparel that celebrates the art of brewing and the love of fine beer. Never too trendy, always comfortable, and offering affordable quality. They screen print their gear by hand in their studio using eco-friendly inks, materials, and processes. Check out their online store at brewershirts.com and use the coupon code tapthecraft2020 to receive 15% off of full-priced items. Welcome, craft beer friends, to Season 7, Episode 14 of Tap the Craft Podcast. I am Denny Lewis, coming to you from Boise, Idaho, and my partner in craft, the dog whisperer, and my favorite Florida man and home brewer from Tampa, Florida, Mr. Chris McKenzie. How are you doing tonight, Chris? And of course, what is in your glass? So in my glass tonight, I want to jump into this one now, because I I, uh, I kind of showed this off while you were gone. Oh. And Bill, I'm... Uh, I don't know if it's sad that you haven't had a bill in, a beer in 2021 or not. If you're doing it for a good reason, good for you, pal. If not, <laughs> get yourself a beer. Okay. So I am drinking. So I got, because I use this nice, lovely uh, DSLR for a camera, I got to make sure it focuses. Ooh, ooh look yeah. at you. Man, that so, is nice job. So a little hopping frog from Akron, Ohio. Denny, guess where I got, guess where I got this beer? Uh, at your local store? Yeah, I wish that was the case. <laughs> uh, but fortunately or unfortunately, it came from Tavor. Oh, so, okay. Yeah, um, and I was a little hesitant about this one because this, if you can read on the bottle, 12.4% mm -hmm. uh, barrel-aged holiday Frages, lager. <laughs> uh, Swiss-style holiday lager. And I was a little hesitant to get it just because of how big it was. Um, and... I'm kind of glad I got it, but it's definitely a little on the sweet side. Um, but it's it's really good. It's going to be a good sipper. It's a little okay. barrel, but a little spicy too. And I'm really enjoying it. I'm doing pretty good today, and it's been a it's been a long damn day. That's I, I know, say. I know. I rolled in home just 30 minutes before I tried to get on with the Zoom call. So I mean, I'm <laughs> I'm literally still all hyped up from work yeah. and uh, and just trying to get here and talk beer and drinking my first beer of the night which uh which I guess I'll talk about my beer right yeah well let, yeah definitely let's talk about your beer and I want to know how you're doing today too yeah I'm doing good I'm a bit tired I had a rough night sleeping last night just because you know what Sunday nights really aren't my thing I because I I know I got to go to work and I got, try to prioritize my task and things that I need to get done so even when I try to like meditate it all out and just mm -hmm. relax and go to sleep, my brain is still ticking in there and I just can't clear it and just get a good night's sleep. And so I didn't really sleep very well, but I'll sleep well tonight because we'll be drinking some beers, having a good time. And I always sleep good after a few beers. But um, what I'm drinking tonight is from uh, my, one of my, one of my favorite breweries in Washington state. And that's Ruben's brews. Talk about mm -hmm. them all the time. And I, I did make a trip up, to Spokane, Washington, uh, last week. Uh, what was last week, right? No, it was week before. 
when we recorded uh, it was uh, no it was it was, it was last a, week was it last we were, week <laughs> we were talking about it on the uh fermented reality beer cast yeah i guess it, it was i guess it was actually <laughs> yeah i guess it was actually the the thursday the week before yeah because we recorded on monday so mm-hmm. yeah so, so um went to spokane and when we come we, when we were coming back i stopped at a bottle shop and uh, and picked up a, a bunch of beers that I you know some from breweries I hadn't even heard of before, which was nice. And uh, and of course, when I saw Rubens, Rubens Brews, I had you to grab to. Uh, I grabbed uh, two six packs and a four pack of this Rubens Grunge Crush Hazy IPA. Now, it is indeed hazy because you can't mm-hmm. see through it, but um, but it's not over the top hazy. It's actually kind of almost. A sessionable hazy as far as the as the the mouthfeel and everything. It's not too too heavy or or uh, it, it is smooth, but not overly taxing on your on your body. There's no lactose in this or anything, as far as I understand. It's using Grungegeist hops, which is uh, which is nice. But yeah, it's a nice citrusy, um, lighter hazy IPA. I think this is my last can. I think I've gone through uh, this is my fourth can, and I've already gone through them all in a, in a week. Uh, but yeah, I'll be drinking that. I also have. I'll just show off everything. I, um, I've got a uh, six pack free of this uh, Cascade Lakes Hop Smash IPA. Okay. Um, so I'm drinking some of this to throw in there, and then I've been drinking. I got a case of this Polliner uh, Oktoberfest Martzen. Uh, I got it free. So, uh, you know, and I like this beer. And if I get free, this is like an easy drinker, uh, you know, 5.8%, you know, Martin Lager. Nice. So that would be my, that would be my closer after we, after we start recording and, and getting going. And, well, and uh, so what do you got? What, what are you, what else are you drinking? Yeah, just show off so all this stuff. In here? Um, so I've got, I've got um, leftover beers from camping. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we got a little fat tire in there, mm-hmm. and that's that's going to be one of those. Okay, we're up here now. Let's just go oh, ahead yeah. instead. Yeah, you got to ease it down, right? And then the last one that I have um, is from Other Half, uh, Other Half oh. Brewing. Um, I think they're out of New York. Yeah, New York. Yeah, yeah. So Other Half Brewing's uh, Greenbacks Double high, Double Dry Hopped, uh, and again, <laughs> Green Screen ruined it. <laughs> Come on, man. It's a green uh, can, I take it, huh? It is. And that seems to be the uh, trend with all of my other half stuff. Now, you know what the good part is, is that uh, on the back side of this green screen, it's blue. Oh, oh. So if you know you're going to be, you know, doing a lot of green stuff, you can just flip yeah. to blue and, and it'll be fine. But then all the blue stuff will be see-through. Example. <laughs> <laughs> E.T. would probably not show up so well on the screen. But. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Mm. Well, cool. All right. So, um, yeah. Are you? Oh, one more thing before we get going. You're, yeah. I, I mean, that said it was a holiday lager, that that uh, fancy beer you're drinking, a 12.4% uh-huh. holiday lager. Now, I know from all my experiences with do, Doppel, wait, Doppelbox? Mm-hmm. Yeah, box of lager. Yeah, doppel box is that sometimes those big ABV beers can really be hard to drink. Now, is this one have enough flavors and stuff to mask that alcohol sweetness to to be able to be a sipper that will you'll be able to enjoy, or are you going to have a hard time finishing that twelve ounce bottle? 
Um, I'm going to say I'm fortunate that it's only a 12 ounce bottle. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, because it is, it's a, it's definitely on the sweet side. And what, as soon as I read Swiss, uh, holiday lager, I immediately in my brain started tasting chocolate. Oh, like Swiss, uh, chocolate. chocolate. (laughs) And I don't know if I'm just, you know, talking myself into it or what, Mm -hmm. but it, it, uh, it definitely has like this this chocolatey flavor with maybe some, I, I don't even know what's in there, but um, let's see. Do, do, do. Yeah. So, so if you read the description on uh, untapped creamy, gently warming Swiss style holiday, holiday lager with a multi taste and aroma, low bitterness, a reddish Brown color. Frauschislausch is mellow and soothing. The perfect beer to settle down for a cold winter's nap inspired by a man. So lively and quick. We knew in a moment, it must be St. Nick. All right. Well, welcome St. Nick. Mm-hmm. Let's hope it doesn't put uh, Chris to sleep here shortly. And and because we don't want Chris to go to sleep, we get the show going, not drag <laughs> on. So uh, before we get started, though, I always like to let any new listener know what Tap to Craft podcast is all about. We are an educational podcast. We focus around celebrating all things craft beer because we want to assist you, our listener, along in your craft beer journeys and adventures. And you're listening to episode 170, and we are recording on Monday, January 25th, 2021. And in this episode, we are going to discuss... The Adam Spear style, which is a German historic style you probably never heard of, but you might have had one. And uh, this is it's great that Kirk is uh, is listening right now because, I, as I'll talk about later in the brew buzz, but I'll just spoil it right now. Kirk was the one that turned me on to even doing an episode maybe on this style because I thought it was a joke when I saw that he checked into an Adam beer. I'm like. Come on, did someone make up a beer style and just put it in untapped? And then I started researching it. And I'm like, no, this is a real beer style. And guess what? I've even had some of these beers that hmm. are Adam beers, and I never even knew I had them because it's an it's an obscure, old, historic, ancient German style uh, beer. So, hey, prepare people. I mean, we're going to teach you something new that you may have never heard of before, as well as some great conversation along the way. So Chris, uh, wait, before we get started, I always want to just give a little shout out to our Patreon supporters because this episode is brought to you in part by our satisfied Patreon supporters like Mike Allen and William Schlimmer, who are both in our Facebook chat right now uh, watching us live. Uh, They are virtual producers. And of course, Tom Byrne, Jeff Seiler, Johan Halberg, Tara Carlson, Chad Lamassa, Mark Church, and now Kirk and I, I'm, now, Kirk, if I butcher your last name, I'm going to say Tabor, but if it's wrong, let us know. I hate saying people's names wrong, but that's the way I always say it. Uh, so thank you. Thank you, Kirk, for joining the Patreon group. And uh, if you want to buy us a virtual beer or uh, be a virtual producer or even just give us a toast, you can do that easily by visiting our Patreon page at patreon.com slash tap the craft. But remember, you don't have to. It's only if you want to give because... This show is still free, free to Facebook, free to download us in at your leisure. We're still offering it free, but these are only if you feel inclined to help us out with some of the costs associated with running the podcast. And Kirk said you nailed it. Oh, thank you, Kirk. All right. Okay, so um, let's go into some feedback. Uh, and we did have an email from Chad Lamassa. Uh, and Chris, um, you know what? It's a long what? email. 
how about how about uh, you go ahead and start off and read the first four paragraphs? I'll read the last four. Is that sure. good? Okay. I can do that. All right. So an email we got from Chad Lamasa said, just some things I wanted to touch on. In episode 169, you said I must have been on a beer cruise because of the beers I'd been having. That wasn't the case. <laughs> Every Saturday for the last two or three months, my wife Cindy and I have been having beer adventures. <laughs> We've just been brewery hopping, picking an area, mostly in Maryland and mostly an hour or less away, and going to as many breweries as we can. We've gone to almost every brewery in Frederick, Maryland. There are nine, excluding Flying Dog. I'd been there before anyway. <laughs> All right. One day, we went to Idiom, Smoketown, Old Mother, Attaboy, and Steinhardt. We went to Old Mother first, then drove a mile and went to the other four, which is basically next to each other. On another trip to Frederick, we went to uh, Monica Sea, Midnight Run, and Rockwell. On both trips... We went to this amazing Italian restaurant called Cucina Masi. It's a little pricey, but the food is great. Oh, and there's a fantastic record store next to the restaurant that I could spend <laughs> hours in. On a trip to Mount Airy or the Westminster area, we went to Pipe the Side, which is owned by a former coworker of Cindy's. Then we went back to Flood Zone and then, the, uh, and then Brewery Fire. On a trip to Montgomery County, we went to True Respite. Brawling Bear, which didn't survive the pandemic. In <laughs> fact, yeah, it was closed, so we didn't get to try any. I love their logo of a bear wearing boxing gloves. They sold their recipes to True Respite, so at least the beers can live on. Seven Locks and Lone Oak Farm, which is a beautiful location. Keep going, Chris. You're doing a great job. Okay, thanks. Uh, <laughs> the last two weekends, we went to... Oh, this was the one you even told me about, Chad. Chesapeake. Uh, Crooked Crab, Firm, and Jailbreak. We've also been to Frays on another trip to Flood Zone. On our only trip out of state, we went to Purcellville, Virginia, which was about a 90-minute drive. We went to Adroit Theory, which was slightly disappointing. They had basically no merch, and the decor was a little boring. <laughs> it's all about the environment in which you enjoy your beers, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, with all the really cool art on their beers, I was expecting a bit more. I do love their beers, though, especially the G.I. Joe Cobra series. Then we went to Belly Love and Bear Chase. We got to Bear Chase after dark, but it's on a mountain, and it's a gorgeous location. I went to head back down there so I can see it in the daylight. Cindy isn't really into beer, but she's been having some sours and ciders. I try to include places that have things she might like, so she's not totally bored. I drive to the places, and she drives home since she's not drinking as much. I've really been enjoying our beer ventures and looking forward to my weekly date with Cindy. It's been so much fun. Yeah. Uh, love the email, Chad. And I actually wrote back to Chad and, and gave some insight on, on uh, you know, I, Sarah and I used to do the same thing. We would drive around, or, you know, we'd go, actually, anywhere we went, we'd always map out and, and stop at breweries on the way. Never, I don't think we've ever hit five in one day. That's that's quite a, a haul right there if you do five mm -hmm. in one day. But we would do this, and uh, and it was great. Now it was great when Sarah was able to drink beer with me because we would share in the experience and and both enjoy the whole thing. But then it, when she was unable to drink beer, at least beer with gluten in it, uh, for a while, and still she's still not drinking very much uh, beer with gluten in it. Uh, it started to become you know a bit of a of a problem because I was, you know, she was keeping me company and joys, but she was missing out on being able to drink that beer. And it really started to, 
to wear on her where she says, hey, you know what? Maybe we don't need to go to so many breweries on a trip. Let's just focus on maybe one brewery, maybe two if, you know, if it's a, you know, longer trip, but not stop at a bunch of breweries. And, and I appreciate that because I, I understand, you know, it's hard for me to go and, and drink when I lost my drinking partner, right? My best, yeah. my best friend, my wife and my drinking partner all in one. And we still have fun together. But when we lost that connection with the beer and I was, it was like one-sided. I didn't want her to feel bad. And and she was happy for me, but she just felt like she was being left out a little bit. Um, and she was drinking, you know, she, she is drinking cider, you know, she was drinking cider. Now she's not drinking much cider because it's starting to irritate her too. But um, I, I mentioned that, that uh, you know, it's, it's good to, to be able to share uh, some of those experiences with, uh, with your loved one and, uh, especially if she enjoys ciders uh, mm-hmm. or some wines, then you know hopefully you can find some spots that that have a good cider that she can have or or some wine that she hasn't had and, and at least share that part. But just keep in mind, you know maybe in the future not so many breweries in one time if she's not able to drink, you know might you know, might be wearing on her. But yeah. <laughs> but but I do love it and, uh, yeah. and I think that's great, especially you know when when you can spend. When you have that connection with the the one you love, and and you can go do that, it's 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 a fantastic time. So I'm glad he's able to do that. Do you have any comments, Chris? I didn't mean to take up all. Uh, no, the no, no. Time. So I was actually going to say, you know, that we we kind of run into that similar situation between Megan and I because um, beers with her. Oh, and Matthew Laney, what up? He's enjoying a cold smoke Scotch ale. Oh, um, I just had that beer. Did you? How yeah. was it? Fantastic. I Good. love it. Good. <laughs> Um, but yeah, Megan kind of has some of those same, um, some same concerns with beer. Like it doesn't always sit well with her or, you know, if she drinks, she loves sour things, but that kind of messes with her stomach and stuff Mm -hmm. too. So, um, you know, I, I kind of know what you mean. It's, it's tough to, you know, go do those things and go, Hey, I know you're not really having the most fun, but (laughs) Hey, thanks for being here with me. Right. (laughs) So, but, but, um, I will say this though. So we went to, I mentioned earlier that we did stop at that bottle shop in Spokane, Washington called Bottles Beer and Wine. And I recommend anyone that goes through Spokane or lives in Spokane, uh, go visit that shop. Uh, Mara took care of us. Um, Basically, I'll just tell a story. We we showed up and we thought they opened at one. They didn't open until two. And so we show up at one ten or whatever. We, We get out of our, we get out of the truck and we walk over. And she sees us walking, and she says hi, and and she and my, and Sarah, being as friendly as she is, she just goes and starts talking. Oh yeah, we're coming to go buy some beers from your shop. She goes, oh, well, we we don't open until two, and I'm like, look at my watch. I'm like, uh, I'm not waiting until two. <laughs> I don't. I want to get on the road, and get back home. I don't want to be stuck here and, and be even later getting back uh, driving back home. Um, but she says, but you know what? Come on in. I, I said, I can't. I can't serve you any beer until our operating hours, but I can let you buy whatever you want. And so mm-hmm. she opened the store up for us and we came in and Sarah was like a kid in a candy store. And she was so excited to find all these beers for me that she couldn't drink herself, but she yeah. knew that I would enjoy it. And just her eyes were on, you know, were lit up and she's just pulling cans after cans and just having a great time. And that made me feel, you know, so happy because she truly loves the hobby that I love 
And uh, and even if she can't partake in it as fully as I can, she still enjoys giving that joy to me. And mm-hmm. uh, it just made me feel good. And we, uh, I really, I, you know, I, I'm definitely going to go back to bottles and I hope that uh, that they're going to be able to s- survive through the, the, the pandemic and, and stay healthy uh, as a business and as a, as a crew of, of two. I know they had a storm that came in the day before we came and blew their back patio like down the street. Oh, geez. Yeah, yeah. Like they had 60 to 80 mile an hour winds and they lost power um, for, you know, for the morning of, of that. And, and a few people died from trees crashing into their, oh, wow. their house and stuff. It was a bad storm. But yeah, so bottles in uh, Spokane, uh, highly recommend that. But one of the, a couple of the beers I picked up, I've had Kettle House uh, smoke, whatever the one that, that Scotch yell that, that Matt Laney was yeah. talking about. And uh, so I've had that before, but we grabbed a can because I like that beer. But they also had a variant of it with coffee added. I'll tell you what, that beer was incredible because the coffee flavor just really, it didn't take away from the that malt bones from that scotchio that I love so much. And 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 that, that coffee kind of blends in with a little bit of the smokiness. Now, this wasn't a smoky beer by any means, but there's a little bit of, of extra flavor in there. And that coffee was was just a light roast, just lightly in the front, complementing all those malt flavors and just made a fantastic beer. So, Matt, if you can get that coffee variant, get that one. I think you'll enjoy that also. And what's up, Dan Charlie? All right, from, Dan. Uh, Dan Charlie from the Fermented Reality Beer Cast. See <laughs> you guys in a couple of days. <clears throat> All right. So that, that's the feedback we have from uh, from last episode. And But if you want to be like Chad and leave some feedback for us, there's a lot of ways you can do that. You can either reach us through email at taptocraft at gmail.com or on Twitter or Instagram. Just follow us at taptocraft. And, of course, Chris wants to hear from you on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash taptocraft. And don't forget, we do have our very own website. Just find us at taptocraft.com where you can find our shows, you can find our videos, you can find some things you might want to buy for your favorite beer, you know, pow. And I did put a count after the last show. Uh, remember, William was wondering, hey, how can we uh, figure out what time you're going to have these live shows? I did put a calendar on the website. So you can go down all the way to the bottom of the front page and it's there, or you can click the link that I have at the top and it'll take you to another page that's not as pretty that will show you the schedule. Now, um, Chris pointed out, I was hoping that the calendar was going to change depending on the time zone that your computer is in, but it doesn't. The calendar is in Mountain Standard Time or Mountain Daylight Time, whatever. It's going to be in the time that I'm in. Uh, but I did put a, a conversion chart on there. So if you're in the Pacific, just, you know, subtract an hour. If you're in Central, <laughs> add an hour. If you're, hours. Yeah, if you're in Eastern, add two hours. So in case, you know, you're, you you had too many beers to drink and you can't get the math right, hey, I kind of helped you out by just giving you a number to throw in there and know when we're going to do our shows. Uh, so, yeah, go visit the show. All right, Chris. Let's continue the conversation because now it's time to untap the craft and see what our listeners are drinking according to Untapped. So we're going to start off a whole six hours ago. Hmm. And when I say the name Kevin Page, what do you think he's drinking, Denny? A burial what, beer. Eh, it's a burial beer. Yen Flags by Burial Beer Company. That's all he drinks. Well, it's either that or Arcane. Both of those places, 
Well, Arcane's close, but I'd imagine that's about a two-hour ride for him, give or take. Um, uh, anyway, he's drinking an End of Plagues by Burial Beer Company. Gave that one four and a half caps of a rating. No notes for that one. Um, William Schlemmer is drinking a Radicats by Carbon 4 Brewing. And he says it's, a, it's an okay IPA. A little more fruit flavor would be good. Cool label, though, if you like cats. Three and a half cap rating <laughs> for that one. And I would just, I see why. I got to go check him out on Untapped if you want to see what I'm talking about. Um, next on the list from three hours ago is going to be the gnarly gnome oh. is drinking an Esther's little secret double fudge cream stout by Warped Wing Brewery at the gnarly gnome tavern. No rating, but he said, "How have I not checked into the fudgy into the fudgy dream yet? It's chocolatey, smooth, just creamy enough. It's brilliant." Hmm. Um, so now I kind of want to have that beer. So. <laughs> Um, next on the list, drinking it out of his B cups, Jeffrey Seiler is drinking the Brown Note by Against the Grain Brewery. Um, I I really do like this beer, but like he says, it's uh, the can art definitely makes this one. It's a tasty brown ale, but this beer is all about the label, the artistic eloquence combined with the commonality of experience that uh, makes this a highly relatable work of <laughs> fine art. Nice. Four cap- I couldn't have said it better wow, myself. Wow, that's Jeff. a lot of words. <laughs> I need to drink more in order yeah. for that to get uh, to get that out of there. Um, but he gave it four cap rating. Uh, it looks like he's got a little snow in his backyard. So, um. Bill, I will answer that question. What's your favorite beer from Coppertail in uh, just a few minutes? Um, let's see. On the list again is Jeff Seiler drinking a Bourbon County brand mm. special number four stout. Okay. Yeah, we're you and I are going to – we still have to have that conversation too. Yeah, yeah. Um, we're going to have a conversation. <laughs> absolutely delicious oatmeal stout, nice bourbon, coffee, and maple flavors balanced to perfection like founder CBS – only better five freaking caps <laughs> wait That's is cvs even good though the canadian bacon stout right or whatever that... uh, it's the canadian breakfast breakfast stout, stout. yeah but it's yeah. the one that has like that bacon flavor that no, i don't know no. it's it's uh it, it's the it's the breakfast stout so that coffee but i believe it's aged in like maple syrup and bourbon barrels oh okay so it doesn't have smoke there's no ba- no oh, okay not that okay. i remember um but that was one of the beers that was like so sought after just mm-hmm. oh my god you have to go get in line for it and when it finally came out and i finally got a hold of it it wasn't all that great that was extremely disappointing i know that's why i haven't tried it i've had an opportunity to have it a couple times i pick it up i'm like should i do it and i'm like nah <laughs> i'll just put it back down <laughs> i mean if you can go to a place where you can grab a bottle of it and you know i think they're in 12 ounce bottles now so oh, are they okay maybe i'll do Actually, a 12 ounce bottle i'm not gonna do the big bottles they had no, they had big bottles before no. i something tells me i want to say we that i saw it in cans too oh wow which it's, again I, I think everything's going to cans it is and it's and that's a whole other discussion we can have about does the packaging take away from the experience and i don't remember if it was if it was kirk it was kirk i think man kirk's gonna make a lot of a lot of uh mentions on this show yep. he was drinking a beer and a uh a roush beer i think now i can't remember exactly what but he made a comment that man when i had this in the bottle it just seemed like a, you know it's, it's it's experience of in the bottle 
and it, the bottle has a has that look right that you're used to seeing. Mm-hmm. And now when it comes in a can, it loses some of that pizzazz, right? That 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 memory feeling of Rodenbach. Ex- Rodenbach, yes, Rodenbach. So I mean, is it going to taste the same in a can because of your mental vision of it has changed? Is it going to be the same or is it going to be different? Yeah. That was something I had to get over too. And Dan Charlie said, great cans. Um, (laughs) (laughs) um, That was something I actually had to get over when I started seeing beer in cans. Now, when I was camping this weekend, I had those fat tires. Those are in bottles. Bottles, yeah. I'll be honest. It felt weird drinking a beer out of a bottle. Yeah, Yeah. because you can't smash it either, right? It's a big bottle that clinks around. It can break. Mm -hmm. Now you're going to have danger out there in the campsite where people can you know, get cut if you, and, mm-hmm. and, you know, people hopefully, I mean, did you stay at a campsite that had those big giant, uh, smokestack, uh, fire pits again, or did you stay at no. a real one? No, we stayed at a okay. real one. And you didn't yeah. leave any like burnt glass and cans in the fire pit, did you? Okay, nope. good. That's my the, pet peeve. I hate it when people burn all that stuff and leave it. In the, we, in the we cleaned pit. up our site. I was a little disappointed when we got there. Cause there was, you know, there was like a, a like one of those, um, glow sticks like just thrown on the floor and my inner boy scout was having a having a little bit of a panic attack so uh we went in and kind of swept over the whole campground picked up the little extra trash and uh, we do the same thing we leave it clean it up that was my boys yeah boy scouts taught me leave the site cleaner than than you found it yep yeah we we always police the area first and then after we break everything down we we make sure we're all cleaned up too you're a good man Mm. Um, but yeah, five freaking caps for Jeff Siler is what he Way to said. go, Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm curious to have that one too. I do have a bottle of that in the fridge. Um, continuing his check-in streak for 747 episodes in a row, Chad Lamasa is drinking a blacklisted by Independent Brewing Company. And he said, it's a crowler I picked up on Saturday. Nice roasted malt. Excuse me. Oh, come um, on, man. It's so I'm unprofessional. Sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it snuck up on me. I love a good Schwarzenegger, and this is a Schwarzenegger. <laughs> what are you talking about? That's what it says. I love Schwarzenegger, a good Schwarzenegger and this is a good one. Uh, a Schwartz beer, not Schwarzenegger. No, no, it says Schwarzenegger, and it is a Schwartz beer. But I guess it, uh, <laughs> I guess it autocorrected. Oh, okay. So I'm uh, here. Look, I'm, I'm not. I like, lying. A good, I like a good Schwarzenegger too. Well, here, look. This is his. This is his uh, stuff right here. I love <laughs> a good Schwarzenegger. It? Is I that don't how, know. Is that how Arnold spells his name? Sure. Why not? <laughs> I love a good Schwarzenegger too, buddy. It's it's good stuff. Um, let's see. Four and a four and a half caps for that beer, and he said this is a good one um let's see on to the next one on to the next one jim Kudzall, denny you chimed in on this mm-hmm. one um drinking a people power by union craft brewing and uh tara i believe this is the beer that you were just talking about uh before we really got started oh. he said i didn't hear what tara said you were gone you okay. were still signing back in okay well finish what jim said okay jim said nice and refreshing lager biscuity malty with a nice smooth mouthfeel due to the oats Mm -hmm. i think i'll have another one after this one four and a quarter caps for this beer um and you said oat lager that's a new one for me i've never heard of an oat lager before first one have you heard of an oat lager i don't believe so no it it sounds intriguing i do like a nice soft mouthfeel so the oats would definitely give you that 
extra body, but loggers already have a good body. So I don't know if I need more body, but I'll try it. I'll try anything. Yeah. I mean, I, I totally would too. Um, the next check-in I'm going to read is going to be a first for me. This is for, uh, Sarah Zawadzki, or as I knew her in high school, Sarah Matthews, she's drinking a radiant cut by other half brewing company. Um, four and a quarter caps for this beer but no notes and i'm trying to tag her in our video real quick but is she uh, in is she in new york or where is she at she's in maryland maryland or, okay. yeah she's in maryland she's actually uh not too far from chad oh because she's she's checked into a lot of uh pools island stuff okay um yeah. it always makes me smile because i see her check into it and i'm like oh i wonder if chad's had that one yeah, I'm not worrying about typing it anyway. Um, and last, but we'll have to see if it's the least, Eric Gronley. Oh, Eric, he's in, he's in he's in chat. He's in here too, right? Uh, he, I believe so. Um, he's drinking a Keller Pills by Summit Brewing Company, and he said this will always be one of my favorites. It's a classic with honey-like sweetness and citrus. There aren't any gimmicks; just a well-executed Keller Pills. And that's what it's all about. That's right. Four, four and a half caps for that beer. Nice. And with a quick refresher, with a quick refresher, Mark Church gets his in there. Oh, Mark's Um, online too, I think. Yeah, he picked up a growler yesterday of uh, the Wooly Pig Farm Bach. Wow, that's a good name there. (laughs) That's a great name. Um, (laughs) Yeah. So the Wooly Pig Farmbach uh, gave that four cap rating. And one more check-in from Sarah Zawadzki. He's drinking the Sorbetto Series number 24 by Evergreen Brewing Company. Hmm. No notes on that one, but four and a half caps for that beer. And Denny, that is what everyone is drinking. Fantastic. Fantastic. Wow, that's some great variety of beers, even Schwarzenegger beer. which Schwarzenegger is, beers. Which is great. And so what did Tara say about the oat the oat lager? Do you she remember? had mentioned uh yeah, so she had mentioned that the the beer she was drinking was that beer. Um and then ten percent of the proceeds are going to towards the ACLU. Oh. Oh yeah, it did have a the the front of it did have a people um what was it? Something people. Gosh. For the not for the people. Yeah, people power. People power, yeah. 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 Cool. Cool. All right. Well, hey, you guys are drinking some great beers out there. Thanks for uh, for making an effort to uh, sign in to check in the beers 24 hours before we record so we can uh, mention you on air. All right, Chris, you ready for some brew buzz? I certainly am. All right. Well, it's time for the brew buzz. And the brew buzz is, is devoted to discussing various beer-related topics. And this week, as I already mentioned, we're going to discuss the Adam Beer style. Brought to us by our Patreon listener, Kirk Tabor. So I already mentioned that uh, he's been mentioned a few times in this episode. I really appreciate Kirk. Um, I did pull from a couple articles. I Now, you know, I went and read a bunch of stuff at, at various things, but I only kind of took content from two websites. Uh, one is, uh, what is an Adam beer? And this one was from hopculture.com. And I'll have a link to that in the show notes. You can go... F- Read more of it if you want to see uh, uh, more about that. And the other one is the Style Guide Amber Beer from the BreweryDB.com. And I think they just kind of stole it from, you know, the Brewers Association uh, when they had it in their 
uh, BJCP style guidelines before the new ones. I think they took it out of the 2015 because I didn't find it in 2015. But I think this beer style is is part of the smoked beers. And, and I didn't, you know, I may have, I was in a hurry when I was kind of reviewing the the, the BJCP uh, style guideline things. And I uh, I may have missed it, but I didn't really see Adam Beer mentioned in it. So they may have taken it out in, in the new uh, version, which is okay. It is an old ancient style that, that for the most part, I wouldn't say a lot of people are brewing. I think very few breweries are uh, are brewing this. So as I mentioned, I kind of wrote down some notes here. So a- as I was perusing my untapped activity page, I came across a beer style I had never heard of. At first, I thought it was a joke, but then I discovered it was a real style. The beer Kurt was drinking and enjoying was the Spelunkheimer by Thin Man Brewing out of Buffalo, New York. He describes it as smooth, roasted malt, not over the top, drinks like a Martin's big brother. This beer is 8.4%, so big brother indeed. So uh, that that right there gives you a hint of what this beer style is all about. For one thing, it's big. Uh, Adam beers are going to be high ABV beers, you know, no, no weak beers for Adam. Adam, you know, should be called Goliath, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. It's like a big beer. So, uh, so yeah. So, um, what do you think, Chris? Uh, uh, I'll start this thing off with uh, Kenny Gould over at hopculture.com website. Describes it as, like a Dortmunder, Adam Beer came from the city of Dortmund in Germany. But while Dortmunders traditionally hover around 5 or 6% ABV, Adam Beers pack a 10% ABV punch or higher. Dark and sour. They were often aged in wood for several years. Think strong Belgian sour beers, but with more hops and smoke. Back in the day, maltsters didn't have temperature-controlled malt houses. Instead, they malted their barley using wood-fired kilns. As a result, malt often took on a smoky flavor, which led to many of the smoked beer styles we have today, like Rosh beer, Grotsky, <laughs> and Adam beer. Today, many breweries making incarnations of the Adam beer have dropped the smoked malts in, def- in deference to modern, to the modern palate. And uh, so, yeah, so that's, that's kind of a synopsis of this whole style in a nutshell. It is an ancient beer style. The reason it took on its smokiness is not because they deliberately went and smoked the malt. It's because they had no other way of getting that uh, that malt roasted without adding smoke flavor to it. So that just was a side effect of, you know, of, uh, of the process at the time. Um, and again, I'll save it for later because I have I have my own input on uh, when I found out that I actually had had this beer a few times. I realized why I hadn't had any more because I it, that smokiness can be real off putting. Uh, mm-hmm. So I'm glad that breweries have decided to take it down a notch and and just enjoy the beer style without the smokiness uh, is a good thing. All right, so Chris, um, I did pull some information from that brewery DB website. Uh, so why don't you go ahead and, and give. Go ahead and go through the list of uh, okay. how they describe it. So before I get into that, Jeffrey Seiler said, Schwarzenegger beer, so good, I'll be back. Rim shot. All right. So Adam beer is uh, uh, an ale of German origin. Okay. And it, the Adam beer is a light brown to very dark in color. It may not use wheat in its formulation. 
original styles of this beer may have a low or medium low degree of smokiness. Smoke character may be absent in contemporary versions of this beer. Yeah. Cause like mm-hmm. you said, they got it, it. It was hard to not have smoke in the beer mm-hmm. when they were roasting the malts. Um, astringency of highly roasted malt should be absent. Toast and caramel like malt characters may be evident. Low to medium hop bitterness are perceived. Low hop flavor and aroma are perceived. It's originally a style from Dortmund. Mm-hmm. Adam beer is a strong, dark, hoppy, sour ale extensively aged in wood barrels. So that's a lot going on, huh? Yeah, yeah. And okay. especially when you age something in wood barrels, that just takes on even more of that character of that wood, right? And it, it mm-hmm. gives you even a stronger flavor. There's a lot of strong stuff going on with this beer. Yeah, a lot of uh, very, very over-the-top flavors almost. That, mm-hmm. Well, the one you had, you liked it, right? Uh, well, no, I, I've had a few different ones that I didn't realize that I had, and we'll talk about it later. Okay. Um, let's see. Ex- uh, extensive aging and the acidification of this beer can mask malt and hop character to varying degrees. Traditional and non-hybrid varieties of European hops were traditionally used. A Kolsch-like ale fermentation is typical, and aging in barrels may contribute some level of Britannomyces and a lactic character. The end result is a medium to full-bodied, complex beer in hop, malt, brett, and acidic balance. Yeah, so it's um, keep in mind that this beer was um, basically a top fermented lager, basic, you know, basically right kind of beer um, back in the day. So it's Kolsch-like is where they're getting that. Um, you know, of, of using like a lager yeast at a higher temperature. Mm-hmm. Go ahead and continue on. Yeah. So some of the style characteristics for this beer, um, ABV is going to be sitting around 7.1 to 8.7% alcohol by volume. Now, now this was what the brewery DB says, but in okay. reality, it's up to 15%. So I don't know why they stopped at 8.7. Okay. <laughs> Thank you for that. Yeah. I just want to um, say it goes up uh, high. <laughs> I don't know if there's something in my nose or what. I'm over here. I'm, I think I'm going to sneeze, but I'm not oh. sure. But, hey, let's do it live on it's camera, It's all that right? beer. It's all that beer you're drinking. Did you switch it's, beers? It's gone. Um, we need to. Come on. Pop that next one. Don't be IBUs slowing down. are at 30 to, <laughs> to 50 international bittering units. Um, let's see. Can or bottle? Can. Whatever. You know what you got. I know. And you, you got a fat tire and you got the the one you can't see in your screen. Yeah. Yeah. It just blends big, all the way. Yeah. yeah. Great. So we're going to have this double IPA from other half. Um, some examples of the style, St. Arnold Brewing's Bishop barrel number 17, which, yeah, here's just a contradiction, contradiction <laughs> to what they said already. This one's clocking in at 13%. Um, okay. Hair of the, okay. Hold on. Uh, so, ahead. so these examples I pulled these examples of beers in America that have brewed either an Adam beer that they specify as an Adam beer or a beer that they maybe didn't specify was an Adam beer, but is an Adam Adam beer. So um, you'll be, you might be surprised that you may have tried one of these beers and not known it was an Adam Adams beer because it might've been labeled as, as something else. Uh, which is the case of like a, like a double, like an alt ale or something that's, you know, that's easier for people to understand than, than Adam's beer. So, but let me read the second one because this is the one that 
that I, uh, I'm going to get a lot of crap for because people either adore this brewery or they're like me and think it's, you know, it's past its time. And this is hair of the dog in Portland. Now I know Kurt, if he's still on online, he lived in Portland for a while and, and maybe he's a huge fan of hair of the dog, but I'll tell you what, I'm not a huge fan of hair of the dog. Even 20 years ago when I had their stuff, I was not a fan of their beer. And one of the, and one of the reasons why I'm not a fan is because of this beer that I didn't realize wasn't Adam's beer. It, I just got it. It was called Adam. And, uh, but it's actually Adam's beer. And I'll tell you what, uh, this one has so much smoke. It's like I'm drinking an ashtray. It was so bad. Oh, geez. And these are expensive beers. Back in, like I said, back, uh, you know, 20 years ago, 18 years ago, uh, they all came in these big, huge bottles, 22 or 25. I can't remember. They were big. And I couldn't drink more than like three ounces. Luckily, I had other people that were helping me drink this beer. But it was so smoky and hard to drink that I just couldn't, I just didn't, it was way over my my palate. My palate was fatigued after about four ounces and I couldn't drink anymore. Uh, it's a 10% beer, but high, heavy smoke, heavy barrel character that was just too much for my my palate. And I'm a experienced beer drinker, even at that time, very experienced. And I just said, okay, no. Some of the other beers are not as harsh as that one, but... Uh, but yeah, yeah, that's uh, that that's my story from from Hair of the Dog. So Kirk said, "Add a boy." <laughs> All right, so continue on, Chris. All right, uh, completely lost my place. All right, so Hair of the Dog, Adam at ten percent. You had this in two thousand four and hated it. Yeah, I did hate um, it. Side projects, uh, Langst. Yeah, uh, Langst. Yeah. Yeah, let's go with that. Um, which was ten percent. Yeah, this is uh, this side project. That's a brewery out of St. Louis, I believe. Is okay. I think they and they do a lot of um, specialty barrel aged uh, mixed fermentation type stuff. If I if I'm correct, I think that's the one that's in St. Louis. Okay, um, the Monarchy Methuselah, Methuselah. Which again, clocking in at ten percent. None of these beers are within that window until we get to Ninkasi's <laughs> Brewing Slayer Winter Ale, which is at about seven point two percent. That Denny, you've had a number. You've I, had this a number of times. Yeah, I've had this a ton of times. Like every winter, I have. It. I didn't have yeah. it this winter. This is the one winter I didn't have it. But I thought it was an uh, an alt ale, an you know alternative ale. Right? Doesn't have really a you know it's a it can be a wide range of of flavors and stuff. It's not like dialed into one thing. And I, I love this beer. In fact, I give this beer, I've, I've checked into it three times on untapped, I think. And I've given it a five cap rating. Every time mm. I checked into it, every year I have it, it still is fantastic. Um, and, but, but what they, they call it a, a double alt ale. And so I didn't really think of it as an Adams beer because they called it something different. But mm-hmm. in theory, supposedly it is an Adams beer, and it is the lowest percentage Adam beer that we have on the list at seven point two. Okay, and it's a five cap rating in my book. I just I love this beer. So I have one Adams beer I can't stand and and wouldn't even <laughs> rate it, and one Adams beer that I give a a five. So there's a wide variety of of what you experience with this style. Okay. Okay. Um, next on the list, 
Hoppenfrog, which is who I had a beer from this evening. The Frag heist du hast mich gefragt, um, the 8.2%. So it's Perfect. still in that window. Yeah, you, you nailed um, that. Well, if you look at it, it's pretty much the lyrics <laughs> to Du Haas from Rammstein. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So against the grains, uh, Frag Heist Baby Schlager. Have you had that one? No. I haven't either. But just the name in itself, I want to have it. The Baby Schlager. Come on. The Frag Heist <laughs> yeah. Baby Schlager? Come on. Yeah. It's got to be good. 10%. Um, let's see. The the Destil Wild Destil? Sour. The uh, Destil Wild Sour Series. Uh, so I didn't know that was. Uh, they have an Adam beer as well. Well. Yeah. Now, I, again, I don't know how much this is released, but we get some distill here. I've, I think they've come in a couple times, not very often. Um, but I know that Tom Byrne is a huge, I mean, he's, I believe I've seen him drink some distill. And I see a lot of my untapped, um, you know, f- friends uh, mm-hmm. drink distill. And, and it's one of the breweries that I really want to drink some of their beers just to try it because they, they do have some great wild fermented uh, sour beers so i want to try them but again as i'm getting older i'm definitely having trouble you know drinking the sour beers if you know i drink i hold it to one and then i drink something like a lager right after so i can just like mellow out my stomach and not get too too crazy i can't drink a, a sour ale and an ipa afterwards or i'll be dead oh yeah and that was that was another um the wild sour series was a was megan would get those all the time mm. But I guess, you know, with time, it does it does affect you a little yeah, bit. Yeah, um, yeah. As you get older, especially. Uh, well, you're two years, what, you're what, a year, two years past being a kid now, right? <laughs> yeah, I'm way past <laughs> being a kid. Well, according to, according to, uh, to Jim. Uh, yeah, the gym, yeah. Once you yeah. hit 50, <laughs> then you're no longer a kid. So I, I look like a kid, but I don't, I'm not a kid anymore. Well, up here, I'll be 12 to the day I die. No, so. no, no. Once you hit 50, I was that way. And then once I hit 50, that mentality just went away because all of the stuff started hitting. I mean, it's just like clockwork. Your body says, you know what? You're over 50. I'm, oh. I'm going to I'm gonna show you you're over 50. You're not going to be able to keep <laughs> up anymore. And it does. It punches you over and over again. I'm yeah. proof of it. <laughs> yeah. All right. And the last two, the Uinta Adam beer. And the Block 15 Wildfire Adam beer. Yeah. yeah. So I want to say I may have had something similar to this that Cigar City put out. And it, the name itself made me not want to drink it. But Yeah, anything uh, that has smoke, campfire, I mean, wildfire, right? I mean, good names, right? For wildfire, wildfire Amber beer, I'm sure that Block 15 beer has is, is probably got some smoke character to it if it's gonna have wildfire in it it was called black ash oh yeah black ash no way am i drinking black mm. ash <laughs> yeah. ashtray not good um and it was it's an american black lager uh but it says it's aged on black ash uh, oh like uh, like a black ash wood uh i've never maybe. heard of black ash i mean i've heard of ash trees but i don't uh, know about black ash itself maybe maybe it's blackened ash I don't know. Uh, I don't know. I just, I remember there being like a, like a, almost like an ashtray on the front of it. Yeah. And it was just. That's uh, a turnoff. If I see anything with an ashtray or cigarette ashes or anything, I'm not going to drink it. I already know I'm not going to like it. Well, it was, it was pretty rough. So, so Chris, none of these beers you've had then, but, or have you even heard of, you never even heard of these? 
No. Okay. Okay. I, I wonder how many of our listeners, uh, you know, have had some of these beers. I think probably that Ninkasi Slayer, I bet a lot of our listeners who can get Ninkasi have probably tried that one. So that's one they probably didn't know. But the other ones, they're all pretty much specifically, like specific styles that, that are special beers that they may, you know, people may not try if they don't, aren't sure of the style. So, um, yeah, so maybe... Maybe only Ninkasi is the one that, that most people would have would have had. And you know what? We we don't get Ninkasi down here, but I have seen there's like special occasions where we will see Ninkasi beers. And I have seen that Slayer Winter Ale before. And now it's when I when I see it the next time, I will be ordering. I will be buying it. Yeah, I um you know what? I probably have the bottle. Oh yeah. Hold on one second. Okay. Oh, don't drop any of those bottles. Okay, yeah. See, and as and as Dan Charlie likes to say, careful, you don't want any uh, any earthquakes taking down your bottle collection. Yeah, yeah, no, like me running around, but uh, yeah, this is Ninkasi. They call it right on the bottle. They say double dark double alt. Yeah, hmm. so it is confusing when they label something different. So yeah, I have the. Original bottle, I think, released back in the day. Um, but now they come in in smaller bottles. You don't have to get the big one. But the, before, they were only releasing these things in these big bottles. Back in the day, 22s were like all the special beers were in 22s. Yeah. Remember, Remember? well, I don't know. Did you, ever, you said you never stand in line for beer. but I've never stood in line for beer. Well, besides a besides <clears throat> a beer festival where I have to stand in line, but other yeah, than that, yeah, well, I never stood in line for a bottle release. Let's uh, let's go with that. So um, I'm looking at our at our uh, chat here on the thing. <laughs> um, welcome, Johan. Uh, yeah. It must be. I hope it's not too late for you, or you're getting up for work. Whatever. Thank you for joining us in Sweden. I love that uh, that you decided to come in see the see the bacon being made this morning, <laughs> and then um, James. Uh, Jim Kutzel, speaking of body punches, Tara and I got our shingles vaccine last week. So uh, I guess they listened to the show and saw and realized that, you know what, we don't want to get this crappy thing. So I hope I save you a lot of pain uh, in the future. So that's great. And you see that Jeff Seiler also Mm -hmm. uh, says Black Ash, Fraxinus nigra. The Black Ash is a species of ash native to much of eastern Canada and the northeastern United States from the western Newfoundland west to southwestern Manitoba and south to Illinois and northern Virginia. So it's actually, yeah, it actually goes a long way. So you guys, you guys actually, uh, northern Virginia, so you guys might have had some black ash in Maryland too then. Well, we probably did. Yeah. Yeah, see, it's great to have this thing live. We've got people answering our questions for us live on air. Yeah. yeah. Okay, and, Chris. Oh, wait. wait I would jump into something completely off topic. Okay. Not even beer related. Uh-oh. I just got a text from a friend of mine who said that she's now, she's going to move from San Diego back to Maryland. And uh, she just got quoted from a moving company, $23,000 to move. <laughs> Was she packing up her mansion and moving, <laughs> moving <No>. back east? <laughs> no. Um, this is a, actually another Sarah that I went to high school with. Her and her husband Mike 
I've lived in San Diego for the past couple, uh, past decade or so. And uh, they want to move back to Maryland. And yeah, I guess she'll be packing up that 24 foot uh, U-Haul and driving back herself. I've I've done that trip before. It's not fun. Hey, if you save $21,000, it's worth it. Well, I mean, just doing uh, doing the move from Ohio to here, I think our total bill was like fifty five hundred bucks, and we we packed everything, but movers put it in a truck, drove it down here, offloaded it in the house. Jim Kudzall said you can buy all new stuff for that. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, yeah, you could. Can. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, and she she said yeah, this company quoted us twenty three thousand dollars, and that's not a typo. That's crazy. I'll, you know what? I'll do it for twenty. No, you won't. I'll drive the truck. I can hire <laughs> movers. I just need somebody to load it in the truck at. Oh, wait, oh, for twenty, you'll do it for twenty. You'll save her three yeah, grand. I'll save That's not much grand. of a savings because I'm guys... a good friend, Denny. <laughs> <laughs> I, okay. I was thinking you would save her twenty by do it by for three. That's what I was no, thinking okay. you're saying. Eighteen five then. Okay, that's yeah. I, I would say maybe fifteen would be a good deal. That's all the way across the. I, I can understand. It's all it's all the way across the widest part of of the United States. So of course it's going to be more expensive. So fifteen, I think, is good. You're lowballing me here. Yeah, because you can get a U-Haul. What what would a U-Haul rental be from San Diego to Maryland? Let's, right. Let's say it was a thousand bucks. Fifteen hundred. Fifteen hundred. I'll go high. Fifteen hundred. Okay. And then you hire some people to pack up the truck and unpack it. What's that going to be? 750 okay so each I, way no, three anytime. grand you can still pocket yeah. 12 grand after you pay the gas that's going to cost you a grand to get back there oh it's I, yeah and so hotels I, the last the last time we moved and i was charged an hourly rate it was 125 bucks an hour yeah that's ridiculous and you can pack and we they packed our entire house in like four or five hours hmm. i could totally do this all right, think it, Anywho, think it through. Well, yeah, think it through. See if you this. can uh, make some money off of this. And um, and, and you and Megan go on a nice, uh, you know, romantic uh, trip to uh, Ireland. If they're yeah. picking visitors. Yeah, probably not. Okay. All right, ready to get back to beer? I am. Let's get to it. Okay. So it's now time for our new and noteworthy. Now, Chris, if you noticed... We didn't get a chance to talk about our new and early last episode, so I left yours in there, and I left mine in there, and I added more to mine. Now, I have, I don't know, 10 or 12 beers in my list, because I probably had 30 beers I could talk about, but I narrowed it down in one month time frame to about 10 or 12. Mm -hmm. But you still Mm -hmm. only have three beers. So I saw that (laughs) list, and I went, you know what? I'm gonna leave it there. Okay, but we're make, we're doing we're doing good time. It's only been an hour of uh, recording. Okay, well I tell you what, I'll go over my first couple. Okay, then I'll go over mine, and you go back and, and add I, some. Yeah, and okay. then I'll jump in and add a couple. But I'll be honest with you, the beers that I did have, the majority of them, mm, not so great. They were either horrible, like that <laughs> Kentucky Fog from Bourbon oh. County. Stop. Which I rated, Stop. which I rated a quarter cap. You did not rate it a quarter cap, did you? Yes, I did. Um, and um, I had I had a a version of Hunapu called I don't even know if I can pronounce this Zmukane's Imperial Stout. Uh, it was basically Hunapu with uh, 
coffee and hazelnut that went into this one. So it was just one of the bottles that was available. Mm-hmm. This was one of the, this was going to be one of the bottles that, that was supposed to go out at uh Hunapu day last year, but they offered it up to all the folks who are, um, El Catador club members and their bottle club at cigar city. So they offered it up to us first and then released it to the public. So I said, why not buy some? Why not buy some? Um, but it was a four to four to quarter cap beer for that one. So let's see my new and noteworthy beers. Starting with uh, Mountains Walking, which Mountains Walking, I do believe, is out of Montana. Now, oh, okay. Remember when we did that kind of uh, collaboration with the guys over at, um... oh, what was that podcast? The guys who never sent me my stuff from Mad Swede. Oh, oh well, we, well, we never, <laughs> we, we never actually did a collaboration because it was only us. They didn't really participate, but that's Brunomics. Mm-hmm. Brunomics. Okay. Yeah, I, I was hoping we would do a collaboration where we could get on and talk about our beers and do it with their listeners, our listeners. But you, me, and our listeners are the only ones that participated, so uh, it was a one-sided yeah. collaboration. Yeah. But yeah, so I started um, reading through when we were doing that. Yeah, this is out of Bozeman, Montana, which um, I want to go visit too because we have a sit mean sit location there. Um, that I started looking at that list going. I've had like beer from one brewery in Montana, big sky. Moose <laughs> That's been pretty much it. Um, and I've been seeing a lot more beers kind of coming out of Montana and being accessible to me in some form or fashion. So I've been grabbing a hold of them. And this, um, this sweets peach cobbler, which was a, a fruited Berliner, again, for the guy who hates sour mm-hmm. beers. Uh, Dessert-style smoothie sour ale brewed with toasted oats, lactose, and cobbler crumble from f- the folks at Wild Crumb Bakery, and then conditioned this beer on 1,500 pounds of peach pur- puree. All right. So this beer... Sounds horrible. It, you know what? <laughs> it was It was a little sweet, but, you know, Megan enjoyed it. Did you get and, any uh, like acid reflux uh, flavor out of there or anything? No, her and <laughs> Tina drank it, and uh, and you know I took a couple sips of it. Peach is one of my favorite flavors. I know, so I know it is. I just give you a bad time. Yeah, I know. So that beer I gave four point two five caps to, um, and then next on my list is from Other Half, which by the way, this Other Half beer that I've been drinking, incredible, pretty I know. good. I I've been Other Half is uh, a brewery that I, I want to try. I was hoping when I was doing some beer swapping with uh, our, one of our listeners, Matt Knight, skinny Matt Knight, mm-hmm. that uh, he was going to send me some other half, you know, cause he's in Rochester, New York, but uh, he decided it, it was more important to send, uh, you know, local beers. So I got Rochester beers, which was great. I don't mind mm-hmm. that at all, mm-hmm. but I was, so, I, I do want to try other half one day. Yeah. Yeah. So it, this, this again came from Tavor. So, um, if it pops up again, I'll, I'd like to get some for you. <laughs> all right. You won't hate that. I probably won't hate it. No, um, so their uh, other half's double dry hopped, double mosaic dream. Now, I don't remember the notes off of this beer, but um, four and a half caps is what I gave the rating. 
Um, it's their standard double mosaic dry hopped a second time with some mosaic lupulin powder. Oh, and uh, I this this beer was pretty damn good. I, I remember it disappearing rather quickly. So, um, and by the way, Jeff Seiler, Denny, he yeah. said standing in line for rare beer is so cool. <laughs> You get to meet oh, other on. beer folks, talk uh, beer. I do that at the hang. bar. I can do that at the bar. I I meet people all the time just by... He said, uh... he said try it. You'll love it. <laughs> I can't well, I mean, argue with you there, Jeff. I, I, will say, I will say that at beer festivals, when I'm standing in line waiting for a beer that I, I, that I feel I have to try before I leave that festival, I have had some great conversations with people um you know people that have mentioned hey a great beard or hey i like your shirt you're wearing or mm-hmm. hey you know whatever we just start a conversation and it's been fun i do enjoy that but that's a special occasion it's a beer festival yeah. special occasion is not waiting in line for a beer because they're so popular that if you don't wait in line you won't get it well you know what uh-huh. i'm all over the fomo i'm fomo low you're this fo- year you're fomo 2021 yeah. is fomo low and I, I'm with you on that one, but I, it's basically waiting in line for beer is a mini beer festival. Guys, back me up on this. No, it's it was, basically a mini beer festival when you wait in line. No, for when beer. you did it, it was because you would bring a cooler of beer. They would bring a cooler of beer and you guys uh-huh. would share beers while you're waiting, waiting 16 hours in line. But Two. I don't have Two I don't hours. have the time and it's 730 in the morning as well. But I don't have a time to go sit and wait in line for beer and drink okay. beer. I, I mean, maybe, maybe now that I have unlimited time off, I can just do that. You know, I can just go and, you know, wait. I'll for admit, beer. there's there's something about being shwasted at seven forty five. All right, awesome. let's get through this last beer. Monkless Belgian ales. Their hazy day in Brussels. Um, I've had a bunch of stuff from Monkless, which I've just thoroughly enjoyed, and it seems to be. Uh, Every time something pops up from them, uh, I'm trying to I'm trying to pick it up. This was a Belgian triple, mm. um, but a little on the hazy side, so it worked okay. out. Uh, it worked out really well. Uh, Bill McElwain said, uh, "I will come wait in line for beer, even if I don't want it, just to drink some beer." <laughs> Look, Denny, no, we you can can't drink beer anytime. Well, I, I guess if you need, we, if you don't want to drink alone, it's fine. I okay. I totally understand that that's a great way. If you don't have someone to drink with and you want to go drink with your f- people, then go stand in line. I mean, I, if you didn't stand in line at angry chair, I wouldn't have had this awesome Russian interference bottle in my collection. That's true. So, I, I mean, there is a, a good, you know, it's a good thing, but not you for me. You know, what's funny about the angry chair beers. Now I see them get released and I'm like, I'm not doing that. <laughs> why not though are these uh, did the quality go down over time no, the quality didn't go down um i me personally i'm just kind of over the you know big giant chewy pastry cinnamon vanilla <laughs> melt your face stouts exactly maybe maybe you get one of those a year and you're happy right instead of having them like constant i'll tell you what i did that i did order recently though Oh man, uh, 
get into your new and noteworthies, and then I'll I'll okay. tell you about the one that I ordered. Okay. Uh, before I get into mine, every time I look over at Monkless Belgian Ales, I think of I I, I my visual pattern recognition looks and says monk ass or monkey monk ass, ass or something. I keep thinking monk ass. <laughs> so here, let's see if this will pick it up. I just ordered this Sierra Nevada's peanut butter. Narwhal Arrow. cup, narwhal. Yeah, yeah. I, it's going to be either good or it's going to be not so good. I know because I literally almost every peanut butter cup thing I've had in the last year or two has been not very good. So I was I was interested in this one. I picked up two cans of it, and Jeff said, "Yes, Chris, it's a mini beer fest. Folks bring rare beer to share in line. It's so much fun." Denny has no idea what he's missing. I know. I know. I don't have any beers in Boise. We, we're not that – we haven't got that big yet. Now, maybe Western Collective, if they keep producing great beers like they have been, will get to a point where they sell out right away and you're going to have to wait in line. And I still won't wait in line because I'm not going to wait in line for beer. So, um, All right. All right. It is it's, what it is. Fine. All right. Let me get to my new and noteworthy. So I've got a few. Let me get my untapped back up because I uh, – okay, I'm starting off with uh, a beer that I've already had before and I've probably already mentioned on the show. But because it's now three years old when I had it, um, I had to re-mention how it fares uh, being aged three years. And this is from Fremont Brewing. It's their Cinnamon B-Bomb. That's the Abominable L. that used to be called Abominable L until they got sued and they had to change the name to B-Bomb. Uh, okay. Their 2017 um, version of it, and and again, I'd already had this beer before, and I was really worried that this that it was going to that the cinnamon was going to you know fall off, mm-hmm. um, and it and I'll tell you what it didn't, and this beer ages so well. So here's what I said: I said three years cellared. Does it hold up? Hell yes! I think it's even smoother than it was when I had it in 2017. Cinnamon flavor in the background with the coffee faintly making an appearance. That's the other thing is that there still was a hint of coffee in there, which which surprised me because, um, you know, that type of flavor falls off very quickly. But you still felt like there was, you know, coffee uh, flavor in there um, with the um, uh, coffee faintly making an appearance and the bourbon character playing nicely. Uh, and I still I gave I gave this a five cap rating. Uh, I think I gave the uh, original in 2017 a five cap rating. So this beer holds up. Three years cellared still holds up uh, being a great beer. Fremont Brewing B bomb, fantastic. So now, let me ask you that. this. Yeah, Did, was that? Do you remember? And this is a. Do you remember if that was a bottle? Did you have it on draft? What no bottle. No, no. I have both bottles. No, I have uh, actually. I have one bottle behind me. I threw once I have a bottle, I don't save a second one of that. I mm-hmm. toss the, the second bottle. But okay. but yeah, I had the bottle. What do you think the bottle would cost you? Um well fresh, it's somewhere between twenty four and twenty seven dollars. So used or old, probably <laughs> probably thirty dollars, twenty nine ninety nine. The reason I ask is because I have an opportunity for this right now. The twenty one cinnamon and coconut. So, that's, so I haven't had a cinnamon and coconut. That's a new variant. They usually have the cinnamon or the coconut, not the combined. So I haven't had that one yet. But what's the cost of it? Twenty four. 
30 above 30 don't it's pay 35 above. bucks no and no don't pay 35 dollars. come on and it's it's that's it, ridiculous it's been sitting yeah it's been sitting um so yeah i was i was kind of curious about that one just because it was like well it's 2021 it's it's brand it's a, it's a brand new one it shouldn't be 35 dollars for a brand new beer it's not even aged it is it's barrel aged no it's no all of them are barrel aged oh okay that is a fresh oh, it's bottle. Fresh. It's a I fresh drink, barrel aged. I got I you. drink the barrel aged ones that are three years old and still holds up. Now they hold up. They're great mm-hmm. beers, but they're expensive, right? I mm-hmm. you can't find them for even local here. Well, I'm not local. Washington, Fremont, Seattle area is local, mm-hmm. but um they're twenty five, twenty four, twenty five dollars, twenty six bottle dollars a bottle. Then as they as they get older, each year it goes up a buck. And I I would say that for a like a two thousand seventeen that I just drank I would say that beer would be $3 because it's three years old. That's typically the way it goes is usually a buck a year increase. Yeah. Um, and I, and it's, and it's worth it, but I wouldn't pay 35 bucks for a fresh one right now. That I, I mean, I don't, I don't know. That's just weird. I maybe, maybe when they come to Boise, I haven't seen it in Boise yet. But maybe that beer will be here. If it's $30, I'm not buying it. If it's 26, 27, I might because I, <laughs> the beer is good. It's a good beer. I I don't, mm-hmm. I, I don't I'm a sucker for a good beer and and a beer that holds up. But I'm trying not to age my beers. I'm trying to empty my cellar. I'm trying to be good about that. In fact, I um I'm drinking a couple beers that were new. I don't think I have them on the list. Well, I drank the 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 Bourbon County brand Kentucky Fog Stout fresh. I didn't age that one. Um, but, uh, okay. So it's enough of Fremont. I've okay. already spilt my love for Fremont brewing. Um, I love them. Um, the next one, let me talk about Foothills brewing, sexual chocolate, Imperial style. This is the one that Jeff Seiler sent us. Jeff's on, on yep. uh, watching us right now. And, uh, well, let's see what I said about this. I said, this beer has been on my bucket list for quite a while. I have to thank one of my, or one of our awesome listeners, Jeff Seiler for sending it to me. Uh, very enjoyable Russian Imperial Stout with a bit of coffee flavor and lots of chocolate with a perfect amount of bourbon barrel character. Four and a half cap rating for me. I enjoyed this beer. I thought a uh, really well done beer. All the flavors come through. Uh, the bourbon character uh, and and the adjuncts don't take away from that Russian Imperial Stout. I appreciate right. when I can taste the Russian Imperial Stout underneath it. Um, and I really, uh, I really enjoyed that one. So that's just second one i'll talk about next i'm going to talk about uh the shoots breweries the ages this is a 2018 bottle so um i've been mentioning that uh, i'm drinking beer that i got for free the reason Hmm. i'm getting this beer for free is because i have a friend that works at the distributor and it just happens that when they pull beers because they're too old that they end up getting a discount for them. Sometimes they even get them for free. So they happened to have a Christmas party, and my friend had a choice of picking two things from the big bulk of stuff that they were giving away to their employees, and he picked up a case of this beer that I'm talking about right now. It's the uh, Deschutes Brewery, The Ages, Lambic Goose, 2018, for free. And he picked up that case of uh, uh, of 
Oh, wait, I called it Poliner, but it's Poliner. <laughs> that's the proper way, right? Uh, Marson. So that's where I got those free beers from. I've got 12 bottles of this beer that I am giving a 4.5% rating on. Uh, it's a Lambic Goose Sour L that is absolutely incredible. And I'm going to give it away. I'm, I'm not going to drink 12 bottles of this. So guess what? I'm going to be giving this away to some of my friends like you, Chris. Mm-hmm. And uh, maybe some lucky listeners who like to send us beers and, and would enjoy uh, a nice uh, Lambic Goose. Uh, Goose is basically a blended beer of many different blends. Uh, Sour L from Belgium. So here's what I have to say about this beer. I have a case of this beer, and I'm sending out some to my friends. It's a great beer, aged for two years and blended so well. Slight tartness, but mostly dry, with pear flavor and a light funk. A hint of Saison-like backbone that makes me happy, because I love Saisons. This beer is so smooth and so good, and it's already aged two years. If you age this longer, it's only gets smoother, and the funk is not heavy funk that you would just, you know, dislike, Chris. It's not a heavy barnyard funk flavor. It's very, very mellow, but so many flavors come out of this thing that I I absolutely love it. And uh, I'm going to drink probably three of the 12 bottles myself. So keep in mind that I'm not going to give away all of it because I I really like this beer, but I will be giving away some of this. So um, if you uh, would appreciate uh, you know, one of these beers, let me know. And maybe you'll be a lucky participant of, uh, of receiving one. All right. What's next on my list here? I've got, uh, I'm going through my untapped because I drank so many beers. I got to find, uh, the ones in orders here. Uh, okay. So I'm going to talk about next, I'm going to talk about uh, a Guinness beer, uh, the Guinness open gate breweries, Imperial stout aged in bourbon barrels. Now, I don't remember if I mentioned this, that I drank the gingerbread one and I paid $10 for a freaking 11 ounce bottle of, of this beer that, that tasted to me like it was a, uh, a barley wine, right? A, a very well done English barley wine with some ginger flavor in there, like gingerbread barley wine. The beer itself was good. I think I gave that beer like a four, a four cap rating. I knocked it down a, a whole cap because it wasn't, an imperial, it wasn't an imperial stout. Oh, you know, so I knocked it down a whole thing. It was a great beer. If it was labeled as a barley wine, I would have gave it a five cap rating. Oh no, I would have gave it a four and a half because I would have knocked a half cap rating off because the price was too high. <laughs> <laughs> because I'm, I'm like that. Now I got screwed paying ten dollars. I don't. Everyone else is saying they paid five bucks for the beer. I paid for that gingerbread one. I paid ten. Now, for the beer I'm going to talk about now, I paid $5, and this beer is really two-style fantastic, and that is their Imperial, that's the Guinness Open Gate Brewery, uh, Imperial Stout Aged in Bourbon Barrels. And here's what I said about this one. Okay, now this is actually close to an Imperial Stout. Some nice flavors, and the bourbon barrel complements the chocolate and light roasted notes well. Amazingly smooth for 10.3%. ABV. I don't get any heat from this. This is a fantastic beer. Now, Chris, have you run across these uh, these these Guinness beers? I have seen them, and I look at them and I go, I should get one just to try it. And I never do. But you know what? You should try it, this 
Try the, made, the regular barrel aged one. It is fantastic. It, it made your list of new and noteworthy. Yeah, I mean, four and a half I, cap. I have to now. Four and, a, four and a half cap on that one. A Guinness beer, four and a half cap. That's that's impressive. That's a good. Okay. All right. Wow, I'm burping up some. Oh, careful. It's so unprofessional. I know. It's like I, <laughs> I'm talking too much, right? All right. I'm going by some other four and a half ratings. I got to get to the next one. Oh, all right, Chris. Now's our time to box it out. it out. Battle yep. it out. Yeah. Uh, Bourbon. Ca- so Goose Island Beer Company's Bourbon County brand Kentucky Fog Stout 2020 version. Now, last episode, I mentioned that this is a beer that I really wanted to try. And you mentioned that, oh, I have all the variants because I'm Mr. Moneybags. I can buy them all. Don't get out of here. <laughs> Just kidding. I mean, you I have know. available, so you bought them. I would do yeah. the same thing if I had them available. But they're 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 a bit pricey, too. I know you may have paid about $20. I paid $20. Five dollars or twenty six dollars. Yeah, I, I, for it was right in there, twenty three ish, something like yeah. that. Yeah, but when I was in Washington at the bottles, they had a couple different variants, and they had they had one bottle of the fog, and I love tea, tea beers, right? Be- beers that have tea in it, and mm-hmm. and I know what the flavors to expect, and so I was really excited. So I chose that one over the other ones that were there, and it was uh, actually. Um, you know, 20, like I said, I had a price tag on $25, $26. Now, Chris, um, you had this beer like the day before, or maybe the day before I, I bought it and, uh, you didn't have a very good experience like, uh, Mike Allen or Jeff Seiler. Wait, did Jeff, no, Jeff didn't have it. Mike, I guess Mike Allen. Mike Allen. And, uh, you, you had a, a very, not so pleasant experience. What describe your experience with this beer? So I'll admit I was um I was very excited to try this beer just because of someone uh I think it was actually because of Mike's recommendation, mm-hmm. right? And I was like, okay, cool. Tea, that Earl Grey tea. Um, I really do like that in a beer. Mm-hmm. And um I was really excited to try it. I went, oh man, I have I have that beer in the fridge. We got to definitely go check this out. So it cracked it open. Um, now, because Megan isn't a huge fan of barrel aged beers, I shared it with our friend Tina. Okay. Right. So it wasn't only me who had this, uh, <clears throat> who had this experience. So we tried it out and um, just outright hated it. <laughs> so if I remember correctly, you were getting hints of like maybe medicinal or robitussin, robitussin yeah. uh, sweetness, syrupy, cough syrup, cough syrupy yeah. character, and like you could you could definitely taste like you could definitely taste that that uh, that bitter flavor from the black tea, mm-hmm. right? You could definitely taste it there, and you could definitely taste the honey. Like all the flavors were there. But all put together, it made this just horrible cherry Robitussin just kind of meh. <laughs> and I just, I I wasn't too much of a fan of. And it was funny because we both got about halfway through our glasses and we both went, yeah, I'm I'm struggling to drink this. Oh, really? Me too. Yeah, I was <laughs> struggling to drink that beer. Did you guys finish it? Nope. Oh, my gosh, Chris. Oh. Dumped it. You, you dumped it. All right, so you gave that a quarter cap rating. 
granted i i may have only dumped about six to yeah six ounces at most but okay. still mm, i just did, couldn't and i did i gave it a quarter cap did you let megan try it at least uh no okay i mean i wonder if she would have had a different re- response normally when megan tries barrel aged beers it it goes something like this megan i love you <laughs> it goes something like this uh-huh. <laughs> you gotta you gotta watch the video to see the face <laughs> yeah right <laughs> now i get it most of the time you'll drink a barrel aged beer and it'll be boozy mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um sometimes it's a little hot and she doesn't do she doesn't ever really drink like like hard liquor things yeah. like that so yeah. i mean i get it it's a little too hot for her and that's why normally when she goes oh what are you drinking hey i'm drinking this beer it's barrel aged if you'd like to try it you're free to most of the time she'll go nah i'm good um but there have been a handful just like i always say if you don't like one try another one yeah um that she has tried and she's going wow this this one's a lot more subtle this one's one i could enjoy so okay the kentucky fog not so much okay so i had the opposite um of what you experienced Chris, uh-huh. which which is okay we can all we all have different uh tastes that's what's so great was that just because one of us likes it doesn't mean that everyone has to like it yeah so here's what i wrote on my untapped so i understand where chris is coming from but this beer completely works for me and i thoroughly enjoyed it I love the tea tones coming out and blending with the barrel spirits and dark malt flavors, rich, complex flavors, and thick mouth coating body. Four and a half cap rating. And um, this beer did work for me. Now, I I definitely, when I first took my first sip, I was looking for the, what you were describing. So I, I was taking the sip. And I'm like, okay, here it goes. Took the sip and... Can I taste what Chris was tasting? And I definitely could taste exactly what you were tasting. And I'm like, okay, I can see that. But then, you know, as the flavors settle in my mouth, I realize, yep, I can taste what Chris is tasting. And maybe he's getting turned off by that initial uh, sensation. But as I was tasting the flavors, I was like, yeah, that's definitely the tea mixed. You know, I could taste the, mm-hmm. the mixture going on. And I was like, wow, this is really good. Then... As it warmed up, um, it just became more smoother and less uh, s- strong on the tea flavor. The tea flavor kind of blended in, but you could definitely taste the two different. Like there was a there was definitely Earl Grey and black tea both in there. You can taste that transition between mm-hmm. those two teas, and then going into those spirits, and then going and then just mixing in with that with that uh, that imperial stout. And I loved it. I mean, I really enjoyed it. So I, I was, bl- I, I, I was like, like, oh, thank you that I didn't hate this beer because I would have been very disappointed if I would have paid, paid that amount of money and and not enjoyed it. But I did enjoy it. So. Yeah, and and it was it was one of those beers, and I was definitely able to go ahead and separate each individual flavor out of that beer. But drinking it and kind of processing it collectively, just yeah. couldn't. Yeah, I, I I could definitely again taste the tea. I could taste the mm-hmm. honey. I could taste the barrel. Yeah, yeah. Putting them all together just didn't do it for me. Yeah, that's okay. Well, I, it's okay. So we everyone has different tastes, and um, and it's, it sounds like it's definitely polarizing. You either like it or mm-hmm. you don't. And 
And that's it. All right. Well, let's go on to a beer that I, I loved and I think you would love too. And this is from a brewery that um, I had never uh, heard of before. Again, picked this up at Bottles, recommended by Mara from uh, from the Bottles uh, uh, Beer and Wine Store. And let me figure out where this is from. This is from Imagination Brewing out of Missoula, Montana. Here's another Montana brewery I had never heard of, but I thoroughly love their beer. I picked up about six different beers of theirs, and every one has been really fantastic. Good. This beer is called Frontlines, and it's a triple New England IPA. I say smooth, 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 incredible aroma and flavor. These galaxy hops and mosaic cryo pop. Even the Idaho 7 hops, which, I, you know, I'm not a big fan of Idaho 7, but even the Idaho 7 work to give the beer a unique and complex flavor that makes this beer special. Yeah, I love it, and it's getting a five-cap rating. And nice. I gave it a five-cap rating. <clears throat> um, this day and age where a lot of these hazy IPAs all are, like, similar to one another, when mm-hmm. you find these beers that go out of their way to be different, it's just special. And this Frontlines beer is special. And this brewery is going to be is going to be known. Uh, I'd never heard of them, but man, they're going to be known because they're making some great beers. Not only hazies, but other styles too. Um, really enjoyed that. And then one last beer. I'm finally there. <laughs> it's also, wait, no, this one's from, oh, another brewery that I had never heard of. Or maybe I heard of, but I hadn't had of had any beers from them. And I asked Mara, I said, um, I've never had a varietal beer. Which one of these varietals would you recommend if I never had one that I should have? And she recommended this beer. And I'll tell you what, uh, she wasn't wrong. This is a great beer. So this one's called Trail of Stars. Uh, it's an American IPA. Not a hazy or anything. It's a regular American IPA. Uh, again, from Varietal Beer Company. And Varieto is out of uh, Sunnyside, Washington. And here's what I said. I said, wow, this IPA has some great hop flavors with a grapefruit hop bitterness uh, that all work well together. I think this is my first Varieto beer, and I picked a great one. Thanks to Mara from Bottles in Spokane. So just a, a great IPA, not a hazy IPA, not a any special kind of IPA, just an IPA that has unique flavors that just, uh, you know, kind of make you feel happy and enjoy those flavors. And I gave this one a four and a half cap rating. So that's, that's where I'm ending. Now, like I said, I had 30 beers that I could probably talk about, but I picked, <laughs> I picked these to talk about because, which worked out because we need a little extra content. Now we're up to an hour and a half uh, show. So now, Chris, if you have more beers to talk about, we can talk about it. If not, we can just roll into you know, checking out if you want. Yeah, that want. was that was pretty much the uh, the 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 peanut butter barrel age Norwal was <laughs> was the big thing I was excited about. And it's uh, as far as my other beers go, it's either been repeats or the one Hunapu that I already talked about. Mm-hmm. Um, Did you have that peanut butter cup beer, or that's one's coming? No, it's coming. It's coming. Okay. Yeah, but I won't see that until the end of February. Okay. If, if not the beginning of March. I'm drinking out of the bottle. I don't want to mix the IPA with the lager. A a, a Pauliner or a Pauliner mm-hmm. or a <laughs> depends on who you talk to, I guess. Pauliner mm-hmm. or Pauliner. Now I don't even remember what what he said. <laughs> Pauliner, Pauliner. Sorry, I Pauliner. call it Pauliner. I'm always going to call it Pauliner. It's American, right? 
It's a German no. beer, but it's, I was to say it's German, it's, isn't it? Yeah, Polaner, I guess is a proper way of saying it. Sure. Let's Thanks, go Joel. That. We're forever cursed. Yeah. yeah, we'll forget it forever. Mm. Okay, so are you ready to call it wraps? I think I'm ready to call it wraps. Okay, did we lose all of our listeners? Do we have anyone still watching? Uh, who's still here? Five people. Who's right. still here? You guys want to give a cheers to anyone or raise a glass to anyone before we call it quits? Leave us a comment. We'll try to get that read before we close out of here. Dang, I lost our uh, our feed. Sorry. I went to the untapped and I totally lost the uh, Facebook thing. So hopefully everyone's That's good. okay. I got you. All right. So Chris, uh, why don't you go ahead and start uh, your shout out? So I would love to raise a glass, guys, all all of you folks that have been sticking by and hopping on these live these live uh, feeds with us and commenting and interacting. This is so cool. <laughs> this really is just to have and chit chat about um, just beer and, you know, talk to you guys while we're doing the show. Oh, and Bill, to answer your question, one of my favorite copper tail beers is their... Um, their hop skull series mm. and jeff says we're still here cheers denny and chris great show <laughs> um but bill my my favorite beers from them are their hop skull series uh, i think they're up to number 12 or number 13 um you can buy those in local stores normally but if you can get them from the brewery which is like 20 minutes from my house if you want to come stop by oh. let me know um i'll be there but yeah so <laughs> That's uh, I want to give a shout out to uh, all the listeners, guys. Thank you for interacting with us. Thanks for sticking it out with us on the show, especially in the beginning when we had all of our wonderful technical difficulties. Yeah. Uh, but guys, Behind cheers. Yeah, cheers. Thank you very much. We definitely appreciate it. Yeah, cheers. Uh, and Denny, while you take that mm-hmm. sip, who would you like to raise a glass to? All right. Well, before I knew Kurt was going to be watching the show now he may be in bed now but maybe he's still he watching. says fantastic job guy tonight guys <laughs> oh cheers he's still to on. both of you oh he's still there kirk, well, kirk is right there with us well kirk thank you for sticking out with us through the whole thing um my first toast goes to our patreon toast is, is to kirk because he just joined patreon and i have i've given toast to everyone else so I, it was time for to do kirk on the first uh first show that he's uh uh supported um so cheers to you, Kurt. I, we appreciate it. And then, of course, I've already mentioned her a number of times, Mara from Bottles Beer and Wine in Spokane, Washington, the Millward area. Um, she was fantastic. Uh, thank you. If you're listening, Mara, thank you for your support and uh, opening up the store early so we can come in and buy beer. And I was not disappointed. Uh, all the beers that I picked up at your store, uh, fantastic. I really, really uh, enjoyed them. And of course... Uh, Wait, does anyone else want to give a shout out in, online um, before I so, go? So Bill said, um, I'll, I will be getting that beer. I'll be getting that Guinness you were talking about. And the food is good at Copper Tail as well. I will have to meet you there. Yep. So there's been a transition in the last year or two, Bill, as far as the food goes. Um, there used to be a <laughs> restaurant in there called Stein and Vine, which is two minutes from my house, if you want to go there. Um, the food is good at Copper Tail as well. Have to meet you there. Anytime you're ready, man. I just need a good couple of uh, days notice to make sure I can adjust my <laughs> he's schedule. Got, he's got a clear schedule. I already know about that schedule. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That that one that one was uh, not as difficult as I expected. So okay, good. I was, good. Yeah. 
All right. Well, then um, also, uh, because I am a former serviceman, I always want to raise my glass or my bottle to all those who are have served or who are currently serving in the U.S. military services, protecting our freedoms. Thank you for your service, and please return home safely to your families very soon. And also, just a note, um, and Chris and I haven't talked about this, but I, I'm going to... I don't know if I'm going to replace the next episode with a, a special episode that I'm going to be doing with a fellow submariner, uh, or if we're Chris and I are going to have our normal show and I'll just have a special special episode. But I will be recording a show with with a fellow submariner, not the one I served with, but when it came after I left the Navy. But we're brothers. Doesn't matter when we served on submarines, we're still brothers, and we will always be brothers because only we know what we went through. Uh, and so it's going to be a special show. It's going to talk about beer, his home brewing, his podcast, uh, which is uh, Radio is Lame. And uh, I'm looking forward to having Johnny Casino uh, join me. And I asked that, uh, you know, I, I want to just be Johnny and I because I didn't want Chris to be bored. And I knew it was going to be a lot of conversation that we could relate to. So, uh, yeah, so I'm giving, I might give Chris a break for our next episode, but maybe not. Maybe we'll have a, a bonus episode right in between the two episodes. Chris and I will talk after the show and, and work out the details, but keep that in mind. All right, well, go ahead and give our uh, sponsor shout out then. All right. At the forefront of the craft beer movement, Brewer Shirts was one of the first to create apparel that celebrates the art of brewing and the love of fine beer. Never too trendy, always comfortable, and offering affordable quality. They screen print their gear by hand in their studio using eco-friendly inks, materials, and processes. Visit their online store at brewershirts.com and use the coupon code TAPTHECRAFT2020 to receive 15% off full-priced items. All right. And you can find the beers and, of course, those links to the articles I mentioned in the show notes in, uh, located on the show post at tapthecraft.com. And if you'd like to follow us on social media, I can be found on Twitter, Instagram, and untapped at Loose Grew. And Chris, how can our listeners follow you? So you can find me on Twitter at Chris underscore McKenzie 82 or untapped and Instagram at MCK1345. And of course, guys, you can always interact with us uh, on our anything social media, Facebook, Instagram, all that good stuff at Tap the Craft. All right. It is last call. It's time to bring the show to a close. We want to thank you for downloading and listening to the show. We ask you to please tell a friend. And, of course, subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, TuneIn, Google Play, CastBox, Podbean, Spotify, iHeartRadio, uh, also Pandora, and Amazon Podcast, or however you listen to your podcast. And as a reminder, we release a new show every two weeks. Now go out there and spread the good word of craft beer. Cheers. Cheers.